This is Chris Benincasa for Jersey Arts, the podcast. Playwright Joe Pepzicki runs a theater where his grandfather's bar used to be in Camden, New Jersey. As he said, Waterfront South Theater was built because of a play. That play was Last Rites, in which Pepzicki engineered some clever time traveling by staging the production on the same location the story is set in, his grandfather's bar, circa 1967. The play harmonized with Pepzicki's mission, renewing a neighborhood in a struggling city. Next, he's mounting a production of The Old Settler, a drama set in 1940s Harlem, directed by Teresa Devine Banford and starting October 22nd. It's telling that the address of Hepsiki's blog for the theater is artwillsaveus.blogspot.com. So, Joe, why is it that you call your blog Art Will Save Us? You use the phrase uh, for your Twitter account, too. Well, I believe that art is the one common denominator that we all have that we can reach everybody, no matter what economic condition, race, religion, color, anything. It's just, it, art is the common denominator that when hopefully it goes into a neighborhood like this or goes into your soul that may be damaged, that it's the one thing that has the ability to transform. And uh, that saying we actually borrowed from a painter, a very wonderful artist named Othmar Carley, who years ago came to Camden for the first time to restore uh, paintings in Sacred Heart Church, and he coined that phrase, art will save us, and it just kind of fits in with everything that uh, I believe in, and so I've used it quite a bit. And you're a Camden native, so how do you describe your hometown, especially for those who've never been? Sure, well, in fact, the reason that I wrote the, I wrote the play Last Rites, the re- real reason it all started was one day I was at a party back in the 90s, and someone asked me where I grew up, and I said Camden, knowing how wonderful it was and how what a cool place to grow up and this woman just went uh and something really got fired up inside of me camden the camden that i grew up in was a city of neighborhoods uh you could sit on the street all hours of the night day and night you can let your kids run around the block until nine ten o'clock at night without worrying about anybody or anything uh you didn't really have to leave your neighborhood a lot because if you had a butcher shop you had a a bakery, you had a drugstore, you had everything right in your neighborhood, and everybody kind of looked out for each other. There was a real sense of community. Um, the candidate 15 years ago was much different. Um, really some scary areas. Um, the infamous Mischief Night fires that took a whole lot of more buildings out after the riots of seven and 70s. Right. And Camden became a very scary place, and Camden became a place that people did not even want to drive through in the daytime. The Camden of today... You have the center part of Camden with the colleges and the hospitals on a real strong comeback right now. You ride down there, it's absolutely beautiful. And our neighborhood of Waterfront South, which has been coming back from the mid-80s from heart of Camden, restoring houses. They've just topped over 200 homes that have been restored. And now with the theater coming in on top of a museum, on top of a greenhouse, murals in the neighborhood, we're really creating an arts district. Now, you said that building this theater in Camden was a lifelong dream of yours. Uh, why is that? You really you really knew for a long time you wanted to do this? Father Michael Doyle, my friend, one day as I'm coming out of church on Sunday morning, said, Joe, with all your plays that you've written, and I've, I had been doing a lot of work off-off-Broadway and some smaller companies, so with all your plays you've written, why don't you ever do any in Camden? And I said, where? And he said, here. Maybe now's a good time to ask you to describe who Father Michael Doyle is. He's sort of a, you know, a, a local character in Camden. Uh, he's, he's a local character. He's a national character. He's, you know, back in the 70s, 
he was one of the leaders of the Camden 28, the group that raided the uh, draft office in Camden to destroy draft records during the Vietnam War. Uh, he and the 28 is a wonderful, incredible story of American history, and they all ended up being acquitted. And back when I was 15, I met Michael Doyle. I was, you know, I just admired him because he stood up for what he believed, and he got arrested for what he believed, which I thought was amazing. Uh, but then Michael was sent to Sacred Heart Parish in, I, I believe, 1976 or 78. I can't remember the year exactly. Um, from his nice parish, you know, nice cushy parish in Cherry Hill, he gets sent to Camden to a neighborhood that is starting to kind of disintegrate around him. And all he did was um, start groups like Heart of Camden, which have now rehabbed 200 houses, keep Sacred Heart School alive. Now he's building a gym. He was the thrust behind the theater, thrust behind the greenhouse. Um, the thrust behind the museum on Broadway. So this man has really, uh, you know, he's like the patron saint of Waterfront South. I mean, mm. Michael, without Michael Doyle, none of this would happen. And this new theater, this new building that the two of you built together, it, it really does stand in the footprint of your grandfather's old bar? It is, is exactly the corner of my grandfather's bar. We had tried to save the original building, but it was an all-wood constructed all wood construction and there had been so much damage from whoever the final owner was just abandoned it and water had been pouring through the roof for I guess 15 years from rainwater and we couldn't save it uh, we tried to do it but just couldn't so the decision was made to build an exact duplicate of the bar could you sort of describe what that bar was like in its heyday when you would go to visit it oh yeah the bar was so fantastic I was a little kid and my parents uh, would leave me and my brother and my sister and I, I had three aunts, uh, all the, the four daughters of Walt and Sue Evanook who ran this corner bar, my grandparents. And on weekends, my grandmother just kind of, we all went there. It was what we did, and I guess our parents went and did their thing, and my grandmother had us. So every Saturday, my, my life consisted of all of us walked down to the bar. My grandfather would allow us to sit on bar stools and drink soda, and I got to know a lot of the shipbuilders that came in from the New York Shipbuilding Company who were there after their shifts. And these guys just treated me like their kid and made me feel like one of the guys at seven years old and let me eat my Slim Jims and drink my orange soda and watch the Phillies game with them and just had a, you know, a fantastic time. And, and obviously these men and these stories have stuck with me all of these years later and what a profound influence that, <coughs> excuse me, that they all were. There were so many people who worked in these blue-collar jobs and then would come home and had their own little corner hangouts that they lived in and, you know, the wives would be looking for them and coming down the street and chasing, the, <laughs> chasing them down to get them home sometimes. Right, it was right. fun to watch. Um, the church across the street, it was right across the street from Sacred Heart Church, which I still go to to this day. And back then, Sacred Heart had many, many priests, and they had garages full of cars. And like I tell Michael Doyle, like, when we see his, the garages have been closed up for years now, and I tell him stories about you would never hit the garage door with a football or be chased by a priest down the street. It was pretty funny. <laughs> your play, Last Rites, the theater's inaugural production, is set in that bar, your grandfather's bar. So sure. what, what came first? Was it the play or the theater, knowing that the theater was going to be in that location, or was it just a lucky coincidence? No, the play. The play was always first. I, I, I'm a playwright first and foremost. Um, so that's a rare uh, sequence of events for you to write a play set in that bar and then be able to build the theater in that spot? I, I really don't know if it's ever been done before. I've talked to so many of my theater friends from around the country, and I said, do you know of a theater that was built because of a play? 
and no one can say they ever had. I, I don't know the answer to that question. I just know it's an extremely rare occurrence. And the interesting thing also, I mean, on top of all the other things with this play, when you leave the play and walk back into the streets of Camden, you're basically walking into the sequel of the play as you're leaving the theater. Hmm. And I don't know many pieces of writing or drama that can put you directly where this happened so that you can really be a part of it. Next up this season is The Old Settler. Uh, why follow up with this play? What's it about? Well, The Old Settler is a beautiful story of two middle-aged sisters in Harlem in the 1940s. Uh, when people see the poster, they see Old Settler and think I'm doing a Western, which is always cracks me up. Uh, the, the term Old Settler is actually a term in the community that described an older middle-aged woman who's decided not to marry and has settled. So this one sister is living in Harlem, very settled in her life, and along, uh, along comes her sister, who has just broken up with her husband, who moves in with her, who's just funny and full of life. Um, and these two are trying, you see that they're trying to adapt living together, but you see that there's this secret in the past about some something that you don't quite know yet. Along comes a 20-something young man from South Carolina who falls for the old settler and all of the resentments come to the surface in this old wound of a fight about a situation between the two sisters from years before comes to the surface. And also the undercurrent of the play, <clears throat> which is what really drew me, is that as an undercurrent it actually talks a little bit about the black-on-black -black prejudice occur that occurred in Harlem through the 20s, 30s, and 40s, where they didn't want the people living and settled in Harlem really didn't want more people coming up from South Carolina. They were set in their ways, and everything was nice. And and you actually feel a little of these terms. You hear some of the terms that were used and feel some of the resentment because this younger man has come up from South Carolina. They had done a, um, a PBS film of it, I believe, in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. And one night I'm home watching this film, and I'm like, wow, this is an amazing piece of writing. Mm -hmm. And I always thought to myself, well, someday if I ever have my theater that I always want to have, I'm going to do The Old Settler. And I absolutely couldn't have thought of a better play to follow up last right than to, than to do this one. Joe Pepsicki, thanks very much for doing the podcast. Uh, Chris, thanks so much. Wonderful. The Old Settler runs from October 22nd through November 7th at the Waterfront South Theater in Camden. For more information, go to southcamdentheater.org. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. This is Christopher Benincasa for Jersey Arts, the podcast. Jersey Arts, the podcast is a production of State of the Arts, NJN's weekly art show. Watch it on NJN Public Television Thursdays at 8 p.m. or online anytime at njn.net. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts is proud to co-produce State of the Arts. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts, encouraging excellence in the arts since 1966. Additional support was provided by the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, supporting cultural, educational, and environmental initiatives that make our world more livable.